Good morning. Are you excited to hear the Word of God today? Ngayong araw na to, we have very special word coming in all the way from California. Kasi we have with us special guests from Hosanna Life, a founding family of San Fernando Christian community. We have Tito Noel, we have Tita Sally. Welcome home. We have Yeda, Naomi. Of course, you're always family here. And our speaker for today, he is a primary in his church of Hosanna Life Church under Pastor uh, Kiko Ilaya. And it is my privilege to introduce him as my brother from another mother. This guy really loves the Lord. Wag kayo manosbleed, di bale. Sanay na kayo sa akin. Sanay na kayo kay Pastor Tim. So let's open up our ears. Let's open up our hearts and receive the word of God from Isaiah Nabwa. Hello, everyone. Okay, um, like like he said, my name is Isaiah. Kaya ko magtagalog pero hindi ako masadya magaling sa mag English na ako. Okay lang, yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I was basically uh, born in in this church. Not not literally born in this church, but I was raised in this church and and um and it's just like it, you guys are like family to me. Like going back here, like I always feel like I'm at home, and I'm just like very thankful that you guys are allowing me to to speak to you guys and it's very humbling like it's I just want you guys to know that the words that will be coming out of my mouth is not of mine it's only by the Holy Spirit and it's only glory to God so uh, before I want to start this message can we uh, pray first so Lord God thank you for this day Lord God thank you for just allowing us Lord giving us the privilege to praise and worship you Lord God for we don't deserve it Lord God but you've given us Jesus Lord God and his amazing grace Lord God that to allow us to have access Lord God to you and in praise and worship you Lord I pray in this message Lord God your Holy Spirit will manifest Lord in Jesus name that you will speak to the hearts of these people who will be listening your word Lord God and through me Lord God I hide behind the cross Lord and I pray that you will speak through me, speak to me, Lord God, and just fill this place with your atmosphere, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so um, for our um, scripture today, can we turn to uh, Daniel 3, 4 to 5? Um, say amen if you're there. Amen. Okay. So it says here. Oh, yeah. So, good job, media team. <laughs> so it says here. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will, will immediately be thrown in the blazing fire. Okay, so this is... Um, so this uh, th- this is in the moment when um, when the the Jews when Jerusalem were under oppression of the Babylonians, and, and at this time the um, King Nebuchadnezzar set up an image of gold, and and even the Jews every single nation um, every single uh, people under the Babylonian rule has to bow down to this image of gold. Okay, and let's go to verse twelve. But there were some Jews, and this is the advisor of King Nebuchadnezzar telling. Um, telling King Nebuchadnezzar the, the news. It says here, But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. 
they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold that you have set up. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down to the image of gold that was set before them. And, and, um, and that's what the advisor is telling King Nebuchadnezzar. Like, sir, he, they didn't bow down to, to um, our God, and they completely ignored you. And then let's go to verse 16. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, I love this, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown in the blazing furnace, listen to this. The God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, this is my favorite part, we want you to know, your majesty, they're still very respectful, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. So... We're telling you that we're not going to bow down to this image of gold. This is what they're saying. Because even if you throw us in the blazing furnace, our God, the God that we worship, can. He's, he's able to deliver us from it. And he, not only can he do it, he will deliver us from it. And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we will still not bow down. The, the, how amazing is, is, is their faith, right? Because at this time, the Babylonians were, were evil, God hated the Babylonians because they would even do child sacrifices. They, they, they killed children just to sacrifice to these false gods. God hated them, but, they were put, but the Jews were put under their rule. And Babylon, uh, Babylon became so bad that it became the symbol of oppression, of, of, of pressure, of difficulties to the Jews. And in fact, when, when the Egyptians enslaved the Jews, it, Egypt became like Babylon. When the Romans enslaved the Jews and, and, and oppressed them, they became like Babylon. So Babylon was so godless and so bad that it became the very symbol of oppression, of, of pressure, of tribulation to the Jews. So this is what I want to ask you guys today. What is your Babylon? What, what are you going through? What pressure, what oppression are you going through in your life right now? Is it, is it your family? Are you having problems with your family? Maybe you're having problems with your, with your health. Maybe you're questioning your salvation. It could be you're stuck in an addiction. You have a financial struggle. Maybe you have uh, trouble with relationships or something like that. I don't know what your Babylon is, but whatever's putting pressure in your life, that's your Babylon. Okay, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, literally their Babylon was Babylon. Okay, and, and they were being forced and they were threatened. They were threatened to, to bow down to the false gods, but they refused. So let me ask you this question. Are you bowing down to your Babylon? Let, let, let me rephrase that. Are you putting all the problems that you're facing before God? Because it's not bad to to solve your problems. It's not bad to fix them. But once you start putting it before God, you, you're worshiping a false idol. Because whatever you put before God, your problems, your, um, your, your issues with your health, like you, you're neglecting God, that that's who you're worshiping. Whatever you put before God, you're bowing down to. Okay? Because it's not bad to be tempted. It, it, Jesus was tempted. It's not bad to be oppressed. But it is bad once you give in to the oppression, to, to the temptation. And for some of us, we don't even know that, that we have a Babylon in our lives. But th this is how you know. 
What are you spending most of your time on? What are you spending most of your money on? What are you putting first every day? Whatever that is, and it's not God, that's your Babylon, and you're bowing down to it. And, and it could be even relationships. Who are you pouring out most of your heart to? Who are you putting first every day? And, and, and it's, it's really hard because it could be painful, and it could also be pleasurable. And with a pleasurable, maybe your girlfriend is just like, hey, yo, come over. I, I don't think anyone of you guys talk like that. So everybody, like, hey, uh, come over, ka. And... And then um, your, your cell leader is just like, uh, there's cell at four, okay, so be there. And, and you start feeling pressure, just like, should I go to my girlfriend or, or should I go to cell group? And, and that's, like, that's like a pressure. That's, that's the Babylon that you're facing. And, and if you go to your girlfriend instead of going to cell group, you bow down to your Babylon. You understand? And, and for the painful part, maybe someone in your family is dying and you're just you're starting to skip church, you're starting to skip cell group because you're spending so much time taking care of that person. And it's not bad to take care of that person, but it starts becoming bad when you put God after that thing. God always has to be first. Okay? And, and the worst part of, of having a Babylon, of having pressure, of having difficulties and tribulations, sometimes it changes your conviction. Sometimes it cha- changes what you believe. And um, I want to give you guys an illustration. Um, can I have two volunteers? Oh, Ate, Naomi, perfect. Come here. <laughs> give them a round of applause. Yeah. Okay, um, have you guys played the game of mercy? Do you guys know that game? Okay. So um, you guys are my models. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me get on. Uh, it's uh, lock your hands together. Okay. And wait, not yet, not yet. And no, you do, do it now. But and whoever um, is stronger will, will bend the other person's hand. And whoever loses has to say mercy. Okay? So ready, set, go. Okay, so um, that game is really bad because it can break people's arms. But okay, you guys can sit down now. But, but that's the game of, of mercy. Okay? And sometimes our problems, our issues are like that, right? Sometimes we say like, yeah, we just came out of encounter and we're just like, I'm on fire for God. You know, my passion goes out to you, Jesus. And, and Lord God, I'm going to give you my time. I'm going to give you my life. And the next thing you know, ah, I'm stuck it. Ouch. And, and you're just like, okay, 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 okay. Maybe I'm not going to give my passion to God. I'll, I'll still give my time. I'll still give my life. But my passion, maybe that goes to my boyfriend or something. And then you're just like, it's okay, Jesus, I'm still a Christian. I still give my time for you. I still go to cell group. Ow, ow, ow. Your job takes your time. And you're just like, oh, no. Okay, okay. Okay, God, I may not give you my time. I may not give you my passion. But I'll still say I'm Christian because I still give my life to you. And then, ow, until you say mercy. Okay, okay. God, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to call myself your disciple anymore. God, I'm sorry because I'm, I'm putting all these things in front. I'm bowing down to my Babylon. Okay? Because well, slowly but surely you, you're, you start changing your belief because you're giving in to these Babylons, to, to these pressures, to these difficulties. In, in a grander example, you know, we, we say that God can do all things. God can do all things. There is nothing impossible with God. And the next thing you know, maybe your father get sick 
and, and the doctor says, nothing can save your father, no medicine, no surgery, nothing can save him. And you're just like, maybe, maybe God can't do all things. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe God can't do all things. And, and you start believing that. And then you say, God is good all the time. All the time God is good. And then you lose your job. You just, okay, maybe God is good sometimes. But, but not all the time. Because I lost my job. How can God be good if I lost my job? And, and you start believing that, right? And then you say, God will always forgive me. His grace and his mercy is new every morning. And then you sinned repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And then you start thinking, okay, maybe God can forgive me. If, if I was God, I wouldn't want to forgive me. So you start believing that. And, and by the end of the day, your whole conviction, your whole belief completely changed because, of, because you're bowing down to these, to these, um, to these Babylons. Your identity, your worth, and your conviction has completely changed. Because this happens to a lot of people. This, this happens to me too. I remember once, um, so I just came out of Encounter. Okay, so I was on fire for God. And then we went to a G12 conference. And I was even more on fire for God. I was like, yes. I was like, yes, Lord, you're so good, God, you're so good. And then I get bad news. One of my disciples... And, and, and this is not just one of my disciples, but, but he's one of my best friends. Like, we're, we're very close. You know, he's one of my go-to guys, one of my most faithful disciples. I heard that he's doing drugs. And I'm just like, whoa, like, like what the heck? Like, like just imagine one of your closest, your most faithful friends or, or disciples, and, and, and you hear that they're doing drugs behind your back. And, and I was just like, ouch, like, Right? And, and I was just like, God, like, what the heck? Like, why would you put me in this position of leadership if I can't even get one of my most faithful disciples out of drugs? Like, I start looking at myself. I'm a horrible leader, God. Like, why are you making me a leader? Right? And I was just like, wow, like, like it, just, it just really hurt. And, and I, was, I was just kind of mad at myself. I was, I was mad at him, but... I was more mad at myself. And, and, and God was just like, stop. Stop. It's not about you. And because, because this guy, this, this one of my disciples, he was going to be a campus revolution president. And, and, and that's, what I was, that's what I believe. Like, man, this, this guy, he's going to be a president. He's going to be a leader of leaders. Like, the, I already declared that over his life. And, and God already gave me visions of that. And, and then when I heard that, I'm just like, this guy's not going to be a leader. How can he be a leader if he's doing drugs right now and he's serving the church? Like, like he, what a hypocrite, right? And I started thinking stuff like that. And, and God's just like, stop. What, what you see in your situation doesn't, doesn't define you. What you see in your situation, what he does, does not define him. Yes, he's doing drugs, but he's not a drug addict. He's still my child. And, and, he's, and I'm saying to myself, oh, I, I'm, I'm a horrible leader. And, and God says, no, I, I, I chose you. Okay, sorry. Woo! Okay, so I, I chose you. God said, I chose you. And, and you are not a horrible leader. You're not defined by the circumstance. You, I'm defined by, you are defined by what I say to you. Do not believe what you see. Believe what you hear from me. That, that, that's what God said. And I was just like, God... God, I'm so sorry. Like, I started, but I'm just like, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to, how am I going to, Lord God, forgive me for thinking he's not going to be a leader, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, God, how am I going to do this? And, and he says, surrender. 
This is when you start surrendering. Because this is what faith is. You start surrendering what makes sense to you. And, and uh, one, of, one of the illustrations in the Bible, well, it's not an illustration that happened. When um, Jesus and his disciples were on a boat, and there was winds, and, and then there was the waves, and his disciples started panicking. Jesus, Jesus, we're dying, we're going to drown because, because of the winds and the waves, and Jesus was just sleeping. It's very annoying when people are waking you up and when you're sleeping, right? And, and Jesus is like, ye of little faith. You know I can calm the winds and waves with, with one word. If I say calm, they're going to calm down. Why are you afraid? Right? And, and his disciples were just struck with conviction. And, and it, it really related to me because I'm going through winds and waves and, and I started losing faith. I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, my, my disciple's not going to be a leader anymore. Jesus, why, I, I, I need to quit because I suck as a leader. I shouldn't be doing this. Blah, blah. And Jesus is like, you have little faith. What makes sense to you is, is that, because that's what you see. But don't believe what you see. Believe in what I say to you. Believe in the visions I've already given to you. Okay? And, and maybe this happens to you. Maybe you, you did bow down to your Babylons. And, and because I bowed down to my Babylons, it happens. But no more. Okay? Say no more. Okay? So we have to stand up while everyone else is bowing down to the Babylon. Be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, even though their situation is oppressive, even though they might die, they refuse to give in to this pressure. Okay, um, can we go to um, verse 17? Is it there? Verse 17. Okay, I'll just read it. <clears throat> if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. God, my God can save me. You know why? Because my God is the king of all kings. Yeah, there's a towel there. My God is the Lord of all the lords. He is the creator of the universe with his with his spoken word, he created existence. He said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Everything obeys him. So my God is greater. He is he has the authority. This is their faith. Yes, you're, you're threatening to, to throw me in the blazing furnace, but my God is able. So with, with, with us, we have depression. My God is able to deliver us from that. We have family problems. My God is able to unite our family. You have health problems. My God is my healer, and he's my provider, and my God is able to heal me from that. If you're stuck in addiction, I am free because my God is able to deliver me from that. Financial struggle, I am rich because of Jesus Christ. They, they say they will throw us in the fire if we don't bow down, but it doesn't matter because my God is able to save. Okay? Because it, it doesn't matter what the, your situation says about you. It doesn't matter how much this oppression threatens you. Know that our God is able to deliver us from it. Stand in what you believe in and stand in, in the truth, the immovable truth of God. If, if God says this laptop is a cat, even though it is a laptop, it's a cat because th- that's God's authority. Okay? So, um, so, so that's the first part. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, God, the, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. Listen, and he will deliver us. From your majesty's hand. How amazing is that? Not only is my God able to deliver us, but my God will 
deliver us from, from your majesty's hands. And it, it says here in, um, in, in Mark 6.24, or is it Matthew? I forgot. I'm so sorry, guys. It says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you ask for in the prayer and you say, it's mine, it's yours. Okay? The, the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it says, I am saved already. You, you can threaten me all you want, but I'm already saved by the God who is able and He will deliver me. Okay? So come at me, oppress me, threaten me all you want, because my God is not only able, but He will. I am already healed. I am already rich. I am free from this addiction. This is what you should declare to yourself. Okay? Because God will deliver you. My, um, say to your problems, my God has already saved me once on the cross. And He will save me again. The, the greatest declaration of, of love that's ever been done to you, that will ever be done to you, was the cross. And where Jesus Christ saved us. And, and how much more will He save you in your situation right now? Okay? So my God is not only able, but He will save me. But, but this is the thing, right? We, we have faith and, and we declare these things over our life, but in some instances, God doesn't save us the way that, God, that, that we want God to save us. God doesn't deliver us the way that God wants, um, that we want to, deli- to be delivered from God. Is, is that when you start losing faith? Because sometimes we, some, some people, they die. You, you pray, Lord God, they are healed, and, and then they die. And you're just like, what the heck? Like, is, it, is, this, is this my cue to stop believing in God? Right? But right here is, is the best, and it's the greatest part of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's faith. It says it in verse 18, but even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. This is their faith. My God can save me. My God will save me. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. We will not bow down. And, and, and this, this, is, this is such great faith because this is the faith where even if it hurts, God, even if I'm going to go through this, even if I lose my job, God, I will still praise you. God, if, if, if my dad dies, Lord, I'm still going to praise you, God. This is the kind of faith where, where no matter what, no matter what, you, you praise God. If, even if the situation that you're facing right now is, doesn't go in, in, in your favor, you're going to say, Lord God, I'm still going to praise you. God, I will still not bow down. I'm still going to stand for you, God. And in this kind of faith, you, you can never reach this kind of faith unless if you are fully surrendered to God. And, and this is when the surrendering comes. Um, can we go to Luke 22, verse 42? Okay, it says here, it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of, um, from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. So, so this is the part in the Bible where Jesus is about to be captured by the Romans. Okay? And, and he's, he's just praying, he's praying, and he's so stressed because he knows he's about to suffer the worst suffering mankind has ever seen. And he's stressed, and he's so stressed that he's starting to sweat blood. And not like how I'm sweating right now, but blood. And, and it's, it's, so, it's so agonizing. And he, and he already anticipates that kind of pain. And he's like, Father, 
Father, if, if there's any other way for these people to be saved without me dying, without me suffering, Lord God, can you please do it? But not my will. Yours be done. He did this three times because he went and he's like, wake up! Because his, his disciples were, were asleep. He's like, wake up! And he goes back. He's like, Lord God, Father, if, if there's any other way, Lord God, if there's any other way that, that these people can be saved, Lord God, take this cup of suffering away from me. But not my will. Will yours be done? And he comes, wake up! And he goes back. He's like, Father, can you hear me? If there's any other way that these, this cup of suffering will be taken from me, can you please do it, God? But not my will. Yours be done. So it's like this for us. Lord God, you know what I'm going through. And if there's any way that, 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 I can, that you can take me out from this situation, Lord God, please do it. Please. But it's not my will, God. It's, it's yours to be done. It's not my will, but yours be done. Lord God, I'm, I might lose my job. Lord God, I might lose my job. And, and if, if I lose this job, Lord, you know that I can't provide for my family. Lord God, if I lose this job, maybe I can't even provide for myself. But Lord God, not my will. But, but it, it's, it's your will to be done. Because when you fully surrender, when you fully surrender to God and you've yielded your life to God, you will not fall off your faith. Even if God doesn't act the way you want Him to act. Because you know that His ways are higher than your ways. And His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And once you surrender, you know it's not about you. It's about God and only God. And I remember um, when, um, if you guys don't know, my, my brother died. And, and, but he didn't die right away. He got hit by a car and, and he was put in the hospital. And, and I was still young, but, but I knew about God, you know. I, I grew up here. Um, I mean, you know, I grew, I grew up a Christian and, and stuff like that. And when my brother died and he was in, in the hospital, I was just like, okay, this is when I'm going to put my faith to work. I'm going to say, Lord God, I believe that my brother will be saved. And, and I was so confident. I was just like, you guys don't know. Like, you, the doctor says he's going to die, but I say he's going to live. Like, I don't care what you guys say my faith is, because it says in the Bible that the faithful are the, are the ones who are rewarded, and, and I have faith that my brother will live, right? And I was just like, yes, like, and everyone's already crying. I'm just like, I'm not going to cry. My brother's going to live. And, and then next thing you know, like, my brother does die, and I'm just like, God, like, what the heck, man? Like, I mean, what, God, and, and I'm just like, God, like, that doesn't make sense. You said, if, if I have faith and if, if, if I believe, you can save him. But you didn't, God. And, and I was just like, is this when I stop believing? But, but, it's, but there were so much blessings that come after. And what God revealed to me when he died, he's not suffering the worldly suffer, uh, suffering anymore. He's in heaven. The, the best place, uh, the best place that you could ever be in your, in your, in your life, in eternity with Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, I don't, it's very selfish of me to want my brother to stay here and still suffer school, suffer stuff like that, and th- then him being in paradise in heaven. I'm just like, okay. I'm just like, I, I get that. And then, and then um, next thing you know, he, his, his organs were donated, and there was 12 people who were saved because of that. And I was just like, 
wow, God, like, like you are so good. You are so faithful. And not only that, those people were, had an opportunity to be shared to. And not only that, because of our family's testimony, a lot of people's lives were, were turned to Christ. I'm just like, yes, my, my brother's death seems bad at that time, but there were so much blessings. God is faithful. Romans 8.28, he will work everything for, for good. And I'm just like, wow, God, you are so good. Oh, God, you are so good. And, and um, that's when the promises come, when, when um, you, even if you went through it, God is still faithful and he is always good. And, and this is the, the last part of, of the verses. Let's go to Daniel 3, 21 to 25. It says here, So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. Okay, so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, were thrown in. The king's command was so urgent, and the furnace was so hot, that the flames of the fire killed the, the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the fire was so hot that even just, just the, the, the soldiers who's, who's um, escorting them into the fire, they died. That's how hot the fire is. And these men, firmly tied, fell into the uh, blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked the advisors, weren't weren't there are three men that were tied up into the fire? And, and um, they replied, certainly, your majesty. And he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth look, looks like the son of God. King Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not delivered from the fire. They were delivered in the fire. Okay? Because they have surrendered their hearts to God. They refuse to surrender to, to Babylon, to, to the image of gold. They refuse to surrender to the pressure, to the tribulation. And they were saved because God was with them. And God saved them. Okay, and, and because of that, and, and the, the amazing part of this is, my God, my, my God is able to, to save us. My God will save us. Even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. And, and they were saved. And they were saved. And because of that, King Nebuchadnezzar um, acknowledged that their God is the one true God. The, they, they said that they are servants of the Most High. So, so in your life, you refuse to bow down to the pressures of your life. You refuse to bow down. Maybe you lose your job and someone's just like, wow. And he's still worshiping God. Wow, he's still more happy than me and I have stacks of money. Wow, like what is it about this person? Maybe he is the servant of the Most High God. Maybe his God is the one true God. Because once you give up your heart to God, he gives you his grace. And he gives you his word to hold on to as, as an anchor, as, as hope. Okay? Because, because life is going to be really hard. And there's going to be things that's going to be trying to push you away. So trying to put pressure on you. And, and they say, bow down. But you're like, no, I'm going to stand. Because I will not bow down to the Babylon. Because my heart is already surrendered to the one true God. So, so, so for you guys, you, you, you will say, I will not surrender. Because my heart is already surrendered. I will not die. Because my heart, 
I already died in Jesus Christ. Now I am alive in Him. I will not burn because there's a fire burning in my heart that will keep me from this. Okay, so, so truly the, the only way for you to, to really have this kind of faith is if you surrender to God. Because when you, when you surrender to God, it, every situation, every situation, you, you just say, okay, if this is God's will, let it be. You, you may want something, you may need something, but a true, a true surrendered heart is, doesn't matter. Because it's not my will, it, it's God's will to be done. Even if I'm thrown in the furnace, I will not surrender because my heart's already surrendered to God. Okay? And if, if you guys want, want to surrender your hearts today... If you guys want this, this kind of faith, a faith like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a faith that, Lord God, even if, even if I'm not delivered from the situation, I also praise you. I, I really encourage that you, you guys will, will say a prayer of surrender. Jesus said that, that you have to take up your cross daily to be his disciple. But you receive so much blessings because... Just like the song, Christ is enough. You can have everything in the world, but have nothing without Jesus Christ. And you can have nothing in this world, but have everything because you have Jesus Christ. And if you you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, He calls you His child. You, You are heirs to His throne. And you have a place in heaven. So I want everyone to close your eyes today. As I pray for you, Lord God, I pray for Lord God, those souls, Lord God, who's bowed down to their Babylon, who's bowed down to the oppression, the, the problems, the tribulations that they face. Lord, I pray that you will encourage them, Lord God, to stand up, to stand up in their faith and not bow down and say, Lord God, I will not bow down because you are the one true God. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that, that you will open their hearts, turn their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And they will realize their need for you, God. And, and they will realize that they are desperate for you, God. Because you are everything, Lord God, we need. You are everything that we want, Lord God. Because you are enough. Your love, your grace, your mercy, Lord God, is enough. Lord, you have died on the cross, Lord God, to declare your love for us. And you took our place, Lord God. Lord God, you took our place on the cross, even though we deserve that suffering, Lord God. Lord God, you took our place because you love us, Lord. And now we just want to surrender our hearts to you. We want to surrender everything to you, God. Lord God, and and say, Lord God, you are the one true king. You are the most high God. You are the king of our hearts. And we will not bow down, but only to you, God. In Jesus' name, everyone say.